Hey everyone, welcome to The Theory of Conspiracy. My name is Mike, I'm joined with Roll as always, and today we have a special guest, we have Javi, uh, and uh, Javi is a friend of mine, uh, we met a couple years back, uh, starting Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu right around the same time, and um, we were always uh, talking that weird stuff in the locker room after our rolls and whatnot, so uh, Roll, how's how's your day going, and then uh, what's it what's it been like in the, in the world of conspiracy this uh this fine week anything for us yeah just you know just excited by this i i've been wanting to revisit tartaria since our last episode and we were just we were baby tartarians at that time we had just seen some information i was very interested in it but it, it didn't know how to put it together i've since researched some more stuff and i really am intrigued by the world that i'm glimpsing so i'm i'm so excited to get an idea or to get some further ideas of what may be going on in this this whole forbidden history here yeah different perspectives right so the reason why we have javi on today is because um he is a uh professional land surveyor and uh when, when our first Tartarian episode came out, he was like, man, I got some stuff to say about Tartar, uh, the Tartary Empire, the Tartarian Empire, um, tartar sauce, whatever, you know, I, I always kind of fumble over that. anyway. <laughs> uh, but Javi, you know, why don't, why don't you tell uh, some people about your background and, uh, and uh, how, how you got into, uh, you know, looking down this rabbit hole of Tartaria and how it, how it relates to your profession a little bit. Sure. Okay, well, I can start out with my profession. Um, I went to the Navy and when I was 18 years old, first time on a plane. Six years, I was a Navy nuke. I did reactor electrical, uh, traveled all over the world, got out of there, went to uh, college, and because I did studied engineering in the Navy, I went straight into engineering school and went down the, the route of civil engineering. And then uh, during that time frame, I met an old uh, professional engineer, land surveyor, who was uh, strictly doing land surveying, and uh, you know, mapping is a big part of engineering. So um, it just blew my mind. I mean, he was showing me stuff on old maps, you know, uh, plat maps in a in a county clerk's office, and uh, you know, took me under his wing. And once I found the maps and this man's uh, wisdom. Uh, I, I said, I'm, I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do. I know I have to do this. So uh, I finished out my degree. I have a bachelor's in geomatics, uh, geographic information science. I have a master's in uh, geospatial survey engineering, which all falls under the umbrella of uh, civil engineering. So I've been doing it since uh, 1997. Uh, I am registered in the state of Texas and currently working for Colorado registration also. And uh, it's, been, it's been a heck of a learning experience for me, you know. But uh, that's how I got into it. So uh, specifically getting into the mapping coordinates, uh, uh, map projections, you know, that looking at the old uh, maps that they have for even uh, navigation, the uh, trans-mercator uh, map, which is the one that is everybody complains about. It has lots of distortion. It makes the United States look big and Africa look smaller, which... You know, when you start looking at maps, this is, I believe, one of the ways that we have been manipulated, you know, throughout the years also. So, uh, you know, from there, uh, I'm big into, I've always I've been a big troubleshooter, so I'm always asking questions about uh, just everything. So I've read a couple of Graham uh, Hancock books, and uh, because 
somebody had told me, hey, he's got this section on uh, some some old mapping stuff. So it's, I believe it's, uh, it's not Fingerprint of the Gods. It's something, I, I don't remember the name of the book. It's, it's pretty long, but um, in that map, or in that book, he, talk, he talks about the Perry Reese map. The Perry Reese map was uh, supposedly uh, compiled from some maps that were taken from Alexandria, Egypt, and this is in the 1500s. And uh, because the the Alexandria, Egypt uh, library was burned down or burned down, whatever you think happened, uh, this man uh, found in Turkey uh, was commissioned to put compile these old maps uh, together, and so he put this map together and. Uh, you know, zoom forward to present day uh, technology. Uh, there's been map cartographers, uh, researchers that have laid this map out over, uh, you know, the the North Pole and other areas, and it fits perfectly. Geographic land features that are are just perfect to what it is now, and it's. And the big question arises: How did they, how did they do it? The only way, right. we were, The only way we were able to get to the information now was through satellite imagery, uh, or airplanes, you know, flying at, at, you know, exceeding altitudes. You know, it takes spacesuits and oxygen uh, to go up there, you know, to, to pilot the plane. And so, how did they do it? So yeah, that's a that's a that's a pretty uh, cool and and boggling you know uh, discovery there you know in my opinion that you know you have this I mean I, I I couldn't tell you when the Alexander Library like burnt down um, but it was well before our you know kind of it's it's thing of myth almost you know what I mean in in, in modern day and. Uh, that, that's that's really interesting. So what what are some of the theories that you may have that how, how they accomplish that? You know what I mean? Because some people say, oh, they, you know, they just charted, they explored, um, it, it, you know, it was kind of like a, uh, yeah, that, for like, me, a land, that, like a land kind of like surveying kind of yeah. standpoint. Yeah. So the, you know, the ancient navigators, uh, you know, the old world were, you know, renowned. Uh, mathematicians, they used the stars, they used sextants, they used the moon, they, you know, they used the sun for navigation. And, you know, the theory goes, as I would recall, you know, I'm a little bit older uh, than some, some people, but I recall them communicating to us that there was uh, these, these navigators just charted out the lands as they traveled on the ocean. But, uh, you know, I always ask questions like, how, did, how could they have done that? You know, just think about this so without electricity, using cell power. Uh, then you have, you know, a captain on a ship that's a, probably a wooden ship, you know, using only wind and, and that's it. You know, how, does he, how is he mapping this out? And now we know to such great accuracy, it's, it's mind-boggling. I mean, you know, according to our current history, we didn't start playing planes till the Wright brothers, uh, you know, did it in 1903 and now that's how we do a majority of the mapping cartography aerial photogrammetry now is you know it's an old school 
method of, of mapping out features on the ground. You know, now we're doing it with drones, but, you know, earlier uh, we did it with helicopters and airplanes. In fact, you know, the U-2 spy plane, that's what it was doing whenever it was caught over, over you know, the so Soviet Union, USSR. It was flying a mapping mission for the uh, National Geodetic Survey, United States Geological Survey group that was compiling the maps, you know, for the military, for strategic uh, purposes. So, I mean, I, I don't know how they did it. Had to, They had to have had, uh, you know, great technology. I mean, there were obviously, in my opinion, and this is deduction because there's no obvious proof, uh, they had to have either satellites or, uh, you know, some kind of craft to to fly these planes so they could they could map it out, you know. Using so that so that goes back to that like hidden history kind of theory. And uh, Rolando, you, do you have any more to add on to the the hidden you know history aspect? Yeah, you are, you yeah. are you've decided that you are like Tartarian now. You, you've I've I've did my my fully down the rabbit and, hole. Yeah, twenty and me DNA came back definitely definitely. <laughs> 110 percent Tartarian. 20, 23 and me, and you're and you're and you're 46 percent Tartarian, or what, yeah. What's what's the you're you're 110 percent Tartarian? Puerto Rican, yeah, yeah. Because it's just kind of it's yeah, it's kind of like they're all they're all Tartarian. So it's like okay, you add them all up, all right. Um, but yeah, I got a few things you, you hit on here which interests me. It reminds me of the the Nazca lines in Peru. These these strange uh, depictions that you could only see from the sky that people say were well, they just built it on the ground but you would only be able to see it if you were in the air. So, you know, it goes to the ancient alien theory that they're using it to communicate with them, or perhaps our ancient civilizations were able to, you know, uh, traverse the skies there. Um, in Hindu texts, they talk about the Vamanas, this flying ship that they all had access to. And then another th theme that seems to, to be in the Tartarian, uh, I guess, mythology there, are steamships, steamships that have, you know, because of the Hindenburg, we're like, oh, no, they're so dangerous. So we stopped doing that. But there's this idea that there may have been a huge, uh, you know, steamship or, um, yeah, they blimps and things like that, that that maybe perhaps civilizations were using that way um, earlier than than we know about. And we're perhaps using that to, to uh, map out the world here. But some fascinating ideas here. So, so uh, Javi, when when did you first start getting your itch into like, okay, like there there might be something like a, I, I, for lack of a better word, like a hidden history, or you know, just the history it didn't line up with our current history. Let's just say that. Well, okay, so uh, being uh, a land surveyor and being exposed to you know seeing many maps, the you know, maps are catharsis is, well, you know, I'm I'm building them every day, so you know that. Obviously, when I'm I'm out and around, if I, if I go to a museum or if I've traveled around, you see the old maps. There's maps everywhere. It's it's almost like people use them for art to put them on their walls. And so um, that's where I started um, seeing things that, that that don't jive. Of course, I, I read the Graham Hancock books, and and he really sparked my my curiosity down that down that pathway about hey. You know, uh, these people had uh, technology that that we we may not even have it today. And of course, you know, it goes back to are these the same people that built, you know, the pyramids, all the old structures around the world? You know, there's there's also I've heard theories 
uh, of you know the the destruction of Tartaria being you know somehow it's uh, tied to Atlantis and it could have been if you believe in the biblical stories you know it could have been the the great floods when the, you know they were they were uh, or the, the grand deity God whatever you want to call it you know flooded the earth to get rid rid of the uh, the giants or uh, the, the Nephilim and the, the Nephilim. Nephilim right. Yeah. The, and of course, the Nephilim are. Some of the stories go that the Nephilim were the the angels that that God cast out of heaven. You know, so it was Lucifer and his minion of angels that were cast. And according according to the the Bible, they were cast down to earth. You know, so where were they from? They were obviously not from the earth. That they were cast uh, to the yeah. earth you know, from yeah. the heaven. So they they were they were ancient aliens. You know, so these ancient aliens, I believe, you know, the, the technology, uh, you know, it might have come from them. I mean, with, with, there's, we're all speculating here. I mean, there's not really any hard, of course, evidence. of course, you know, some of the uh, pictographs that you see in, in stone etchings around the world show, uh, you know, Mayan, Inca, and even the Aztec, uh, and, or, you know, the Egyptian, the Egyptian hieroglyphs show, uh, what they, people believe now to be crap craft that were you know with with uh, an individual inside of it operating the craft so um you know in my deduction you know without any hard evidence and just looking at the understanding the maps that they have uh that we have created now that was done using satellite imagery from the sky you know how did they make these maps back then they had they had you know modern technology greater i believe greater technology than we have you know, today at the at the very least, greater technology that we're giving them credit for in back in that time period, you know, yeah. is is my deduction. Is you know, if, if yeah, I just uh, it's it's very interesting, you know. And, and the more I the more I uh, read up on it, or I, I watch videos on it and and stuff like that, like it it why why would you know why would you destroy these masterful, beautiful uh, pieces of architecture, you know and and maybe Rolando, you can you can chime in a little bit on that. Um, but I mean, like, what are, what are your thoughts when when you hear, uh, you know, what Javi's saying about uh, you know having greater technology? And I know we we touched upon it a little bit, but maybe expound on it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. There's this idea that either the knowledge is completely lost or that it's perhaps suppressed. Um, one thing you you mentioned earlier about the the Great Fire uh, that happened to one of the libraries. I mean, there's there is this idea that goes around the world, these great civilizations, uh, you know, Library of Alexandria, or just this, all the, the great fires of Chicago. Every major city has had a great fire, which could have been accidental or have, could have been a way to, to get rid of these um, ancient monoliths. There's some, I'd have to pull up the information, there's some like strange castles in, in Ireland and really all over the world where there's damage done to them, where the ruins are almost crystallized, where people say there was either some immense fire damage or almost like nuclear bombs that have gone off. Now, with some of the old myths that, we, that we've talked to, that, well, the world talks about, we, we, it's, it's funny how we revisit those now and it turns out, hey, Sodom and Gomorrah actually existed. The city of Troy actually existed. And that begs the question, okay, are some of these ideas real? Um, some things I wanted to hit on real quick with that suppressed technology. Have you ever heard of Greek fire? I, I haven't personally. Have you seen Game of Thrones? Yeah, like the dragon. Okay. The, yeah. The, yeah. Okay. So remember when the I can't think of the short man, uh, the uh, the uh, 
the uh what's his name he's been in the avengers movies and things like that but anyway he he was trying to save his city and they had their own fire but it was based on greek fire a real myth there where they were able to it's like it's like gasoline that burns on the oceans and was able to burn all these ships there but there's this idea of, of something called Greek fire where they were able to use it and you cannot put it out. And it was just this thing lost to history, but it's in all of the books there. Um, or this other idea, uh, Archimedes, Archimedes, there's a strange legend of him. He's a great scientist from those days where there's pictures of him depicting a basically like a giant magnifying glass where the sun rays are being beamed off of this mirror and he's using it to set ships on fire, which we don't have nowadays, but it begs the question, did we have some sort of advanced weapon where they were able to use solar weapons, you know, for war? But these well, are... I mean, that brings it to modern day a little bit as well, in the sense. You somehow used to destroy the, all these cities and libraries that were just like, hey, they've all, they're just gone now. They set on fire and everything's completely gone. Kind of like what happened in Maui, right? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I was going to say that brings it to kind of the modern day. Uh, portion of it as yeah, well. that's something that's something we've been covering on a few of our episodes as we get more and more information that's been part of our current events talking about the the uh, direct uh, directed energy allegations or the color blue and all of that stuff but yeah just uh just some food for thought about uh, some of the suppressed technology that may have existed that we don't hear about now well the Greek fire uh, that's interesting because the Greeks you know obviously have you know, some of the most renowned minds in, in our history, you know, Plato, Aristotle, uh, come to mind immediately. But, uh, you know, they were, they were big into the, you know, the elements, uh, you know, air, uh, fire, earth, water, and ether. And the, the fifth element, you know, which uh, ether is the one that Tesla uh, said that, you know, he, he fought with Einstein about the, you know, E equals MC squared because all of the, all the experiments they did were done in a vacuum, and and Tesla said, how how could that be so? There's you know, it's there is no vacuum. You know, we have this uh, according to him ether, which permeates everything. And of course, his theories were, and I believe he he actually rediscovered. You know some of the ancient Tartarian uh, or the ancient energy. I won't say tar- we don't know where it came from, but at this point, I will call it Tartarian because uh, the he was pulling energy out of the air and uh, creating electricity. You know he's got the patent for also communication and cell phones. You know back in the early 1900s, and he was doing it all right. straight out of the air. He was using this ether. He was concentrating it. And of course, he made his uh, his Tesla coil, and then he had that coil or that device that created that earthquake. You know that knocked out all of the electricity, and I believe it was New York City when he turned on his device, and it created a, a something on the Richter scale that you know shook the, shook the Earth. So I kind of believe, and this is obviously through deduction, but he rediscovered the ancient Tartarian. Um, technology, you know, we know that the ancient Tartaria was around and it's been erased. And why has it been erased? And for me, that's been a big thing. But if you look at these old cathedrals, you know, they 
that's another theory is that the ancient cathedral, if you've been in anywhere in Europe, you know, they have cathedrals that are, you know, created some of them 1200, 1400, 1500, 1600. And if you look at them, it's always a spire. They have, you know, the spire that, that reaches up to the sky. And, and of course, you know, Tesla, we use something very similar with his, uh, his ball. I forget the name of the, the, um, uh, it had like mercury in it or something like that, or there was it was were... it was pulling energy out. And of course, when when they found out that he wanted to give free energy, that's when uh, you know they they killed his his design. And, you know, they started uh, the Edison thugs came out of the woodworks and yeah, sabotage yeah. his yeah. because he wanted everybody to have free energy because he believed he believed or he knew that this energy is in the is in the air around us. It's what. You consider or call it ether. I mean, other people call it chi. You know, um, uh, Wilhelm Reich called it orgon energy. You know, Wilhelm Reich is another individual that I believe found, you know, rediscovered this ancient Tartarian technology. You know, by uh, he was getting copper and crystals and using materials to filter out uh, this or concentrate this this ether energy. And, you know, he was using it for good purposes. He was healing people. He was, uh, he was creating, you know, cloud, uh, create uh, cloud busting. He actually, if you look around, there's old, and it's all suppressed, of course, but there's old uh, reports of him going out to the desert uh, with his orgone machine and, you know, making rain. Uh, I mean, he, there was, there's the farmers that bought land out in the desert and they found out who he was and he came out there and they paid him some money and he made it rain. You know, so weather manipulation is another technology that this, uh, you know, came from this. I mean, and we, we were kind of talking a little bit about weather, uh, technology yeah. as well. And you can maybe, Alana, you, I, you, I brought up some stories. So yeah, there's been uh, some, when people think that there's weather modifications is a is a far out there concept or some supervillain you know sci-fi stuff it's there's technology that's existed for maybe 50 70 plus years now uh having to do a cloud busting or even i think it was like dropping cement in clouds in order to make them break up but just you know things like that there's we've talked about how there's treaties between countries that uh, that are green hey i'm not going to do any weather modification on you as long as you don't do it on me so there's this idea that there is perhaps way more than what we know about as far as technology and, and really technology. I mean, one thing I want to talk about is the world's fair a little bit, but, um, you know, we, we've talked about how advanced we are, but if you look at the advancements, I mean, when it comes to maybe to computers and, and phones, things like so, that, yeah, so, but even not, there has not been very huge steps of, of advancement since that time. So, Perhaps it's to keep the masses complacent with what we can do versus, you know, letting us go with free energy and flying ships and, uh, you know, and uh, Greek fire and things like that. So, um, but yeah, with the, with the World's Fair. So I, I want to know if, if you sort of subscribe to this notion because you talked about the, the great floods and that's something I've read about from, from all over the place, uh, you know, just world, um, ideas from around the world here. And, and I believe that 
and with this Tartarian formation, it seems to be this idea that there may have been there may have been floods thousands of years ago, but there may have been one more recently, which caused a great reset. That it may, it may have been maybe in the 1700s or, or or around that time that created these mud floods that may have created this whole rediscovery of these structures around the world that, that allowed a uh, government or certain families to take over and, and sort of rewrite everything here. And that's where these ideas with the World's Fair came in, that they're saying, hey, look at what we built. They're just these temporary structures, but really they're not, but we're going to tear them down afterward anyway. Um, I, I guess, what what are your ideas about the World's Fair and this idea that there are these great uh, destructive events and, and mud floods perhaps just a few hundred years ago that may have led us to where we're at now. The mud floods are very interesting. I um, have looked into that because of the theory that the underground, you know, you have these cities that have, uh, you know, think, uh, structures that are underground. And, you know, if you travel around anywhere, you're in the Midwest, uh, San Francisco, uh, it, it, you know, comes to mind or Seattle, you know, they have, uh, I did uh, at one time did the Seattle underground tour. You know, they take you and there's all these tunnels and passages, ways around, and and you know all these structures are under the ground. It's like, okay, uh, back to the same thing I was saying before. You know, uh, how did the how did they build them? I mean, now we have huge excavators that uh, to do it to to move earth around. But you know, back then, uh, you know, the theory is that they used uh, people. They, you know, people would dig out, but they build these massive steel structures, and and you know they have windows that are, are if you look at them, it's like a half floor where the ground is, you know, and then so the the rest of the structures, the rest of it's underneath, and then you know you hear the the mud flood theory. Well, you know, if the mud flood did come through, uh, it the structure was obviously strong enough to withhold the barrage or the mud and water coming through with mud. But it encapsulated it, and then they just built on. They built the roads and the new uh, whatever structures on top of that. You know, but you know there is the whole weather modification thing. It seems like uh, whoever it is, uh, the supreme being, whether he was he was destroying an ancient race for their uh, debauchery or whatever. Uh, immoral lives that they that they were living you know on a on a massive scale you know or or is it somebody that actually is here on earth that has technology that is using the, the weather modification it's probably a little of both i mean i've heard of weather modification happening in vietnam you know the during the vietnam war you know they just made it rain to just make make it miserable for everybody you know but the the mud floods, I think there absolutely is something to the the mud flood theory because if you look at some of the structures around, you know they're halfway into the ground. How do they, you know, if it's if it's a really old structure, how how's half of it under the ground? You know, even going back to the cathedrals, you know, which I kind of do believe that the Tartarians uh, built, you know, the cathedrals and. Somehow the, the Masons were involved with it too because, you know, the Masons, they, the Masons have built every Capitol building in the United States for the 50 states. And, and they, they 
I believe, know some some of this information because it's just it's not just that they build the, the structures because they're always the grand structures that are. I mean, you guys have been in a Capitol building. It's it's marble. It's it's you know, it's you know stone. I mean, these are huge blocks, and and then you walk in, it's like, oh, man, this place is magnificent, and the Masons have built it, designed it. But not only did they know how to build structures, but they also knew where to build it. They knew they they have information. It's like the cathedrals. The cathedrals are here, and they're built in geo, you know, the ley lines, you know, the geomagnetic um, areas that when they build the structure on it, it it intensifies the, the structure's ability to concentrate this energy. And that's, you know, the, the copper that they used on, on the roofs, you know, that copper is well known to be, uh, to have specific, you know, traits that, that concentrate. Yeah, to conduct and... Yeah, ma- magnets. That's why motors and, you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, are made electric motors is what I'm I'm talking about windings the wind the coils in a in a uh, in a motor you know you have a rotating shaft and you got the coils and it's all it's all copper of course Tesla um, you know that's one of the things that I found out when I went to the service as soon as I graduated boot camp they put me in a in an A school which you know you could go in the nuclear program you go three routes you go mechanical electrical or uh, electronic. And you got to choose. So I chose electrical and they put me in there and the first school was a school. And right away we're learning transformers, motors, uh, Delta Y transformers. And they were all uh, copyright created by Tesla. And so you, he could, you could step up and step down voltage voltages through the air. I mean, you had two transformers and you have space in between it, depending on the type of transformer and the, the amount of magnets and the coils you could have you had in there you could the wave the magnetic wave would actually step up or step down the voltage you know what's that important for well if you if you've got a dryer you know that runs in your house at 220 you know you have 110 that actually comes in off the line it's got a it jumps up to the 220 you know the 220 volts is, is what i'm talking about but you know tesla once again uh, back to him he you know his design he he had the first hydroelectric design at Niagara Falls, and you know he was in he was competing with um, he said it earlier the uh, Edison the Edison yeah he's the one that killed the elephant uh, to to prove his you know on the streets of New York City he killed an elephant to prove that his uh, or the Tesla's uh, technology was you know inferior to his but obviously you know. Uh, J.P. Morgan and all the people that, that funded Tesla knew that his his designs, uh, you know, specifically with hydroelectric, uh, was was the way to go. And of course, that's why they funded him on his when he was uh, using the, the free uh, or he's trying to create the technology, you know, pulling the electricity out of the ether, you know, and concentrating it. And of course, when they when he said it, I think somebody interviewed him. He said, "I want free energy for." For everyone, well, then that's when they said no, because that's we're trying to make profit off of this, you know. So they they destroyed his uh, what's it, what was it called? It was something wall, uh, W A L E, or uh, it was a ball. And that there's actually a, been a guy that uh, and it's a tower with a ball on top of it. 
Uh, and there's a guy here in Texas that actually has created another one. And I've actually seen it. And I think it's on the 35 corridor, like headed up to Dallas or something on the side of the road. Um, and, and he, and he like operates that. Yes. He's, he's doing research on it. You know, he's, he's basically, you know, trying to follow up and, and rediscover what it was that, that Tesla had already. He, and he was building these, these structures all over. And, and that's when they, JP Morgan, uh, pulled the plug on it and they went and destroyed all of them. You know, Is it the, the Warden Cliff Tower? That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But look it up on, on Google. I mean, there's, there's so much information on it. You know, and of course, I believe that he was rediscovering. I, I believe the Tartarians, because, you know, these old buildings, uh, none of them had, um, like, they, they didn't have bathrooms for one thing. And, you know, they have these huge, massive structures. And how are they powering it? There's no electric, uh, you know, like now you consider you got to plug things into the wall. Uh, you know, I, it makes perfect sense that these people were using this type of, of technology and they were somehow pulling this power source, you know, right out of the sky, you know, in an ambient, you know, you're sitting in a room, it's all around us. They say that, you know, this, this ether, this fifth element, it's, we're swimming in it. We're walking around, it's, it touches, you're breathing it, you know, it's the chi that you breathe, you know, Indians call it chi, you know, they call it. Uh, Wilhelm Wright called it orgone energy. You know, uh, people call it, you know, ghost or the Holy Spirit. You know, it's whatever right. it is, whatever it is, whatever culture you go through, it is, it is, it is there. And they have some way to explain it, but it's also unseeable. It's unmeasurable. Uh, you know, in, in most cases with the, with the equipment we have now, it's unmeasurable, but there have been people that have actually, been able to scientifically measure it and Tesla and Wilhelm Reich, you know, were two of those individuals. Have you guys, just to go off on a tangent here, uh, have you guys heard of the theory uh, with the cathedrals and stuff like that, that they're like uh, conduits uh, to, to harness energy? I think that's kind of what you were saying. Uh, uh, like specifically, you, you, you just said that really, it's just, it draws in that energy or whatever. But have you heard the harmonics like theory where like the sound and the organs and the bells and stuff like that, um, like there's certain frequencies that also kind of, uh, I guess, stabilize that energy and and condense it, and and that's kind of where where it comes from. It comes from like the sound and and people singing and stuff like that, and that's that's why they have those services in church too, because they're they're kind of uh, you know uh, getting energy from the people, like the chi, if you will, you know, like the emotion, the emotional. Like I don't know if like you know when when you guys are heartbroken or there's a physical feeling to that it's just not like a mental state right and and basically the theory is is that if you if you harness that those emotions and you harness those things um and and it it ties into tartarian with like the ancient structures and stuff like that where where it's like you're you're it's it's a combination of the ether of the outside and then like internalizing that and through like meditation and stuff it's kind of um condenses it and makes it more powerful have you guys heard that theory at all uh, you know and you, you look at like the layout of like of some of these cathedrals and some of the designs and stuff like that it looks like uh, microchip like patterns and stuff like that and on a, like on a larger scale have you have you guys seen any of that in your in your rabbit hole adventures 
I have, yes. And yeah. I, I have, absolutely. Okay. What, what do you guys think about that? Do you think there's any merit to it? Do you think it's it's just kind of uh, just food for thought kind of kind of deal? I absolutely believe it. I believe in harmonics. Of course, you know this goes back to Tesla. He did a lots of things with with uh, uh, numbers. You know, three six nine. He said once we start uh, understanding vibration, then uh, and looking at things through you know vibrations, then our whole uh, aspect or vision is going to change or understanding is going to change of our environment. I absolutely believe that I've, you know, one of the things that, uh, cause I've always kind of have, and I don't like to call it cons- conspiracy, but that's what everybody says, calls us. But I, I'm, right. I'm a, I'm a scientist. I'm a scientist by trade. When I say that, it's cause I went to the service, the Navy first, they trained me as a trade, you know, to be a scientist and engineer. And then of course I finally went to school, but, you know, vibration, the color spectrum uh, is also included in that, you know, uh, harmonics. And this is what Tesla used whenever he made his, uh, for lack of a better word, in my understanding of what he called it, his uh, earthquake machine. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he was using harmonics to do it. And, of course, uh, you guys have probably seen where bridges fall whenever there's weird harmonics. You know, you've seen or heard of glass breaking from from music you know high-pitched music it hits the resonant frequency of the of the strike the crystalline structure of the glass and when it once it exceeds that it cracks you know that it blows up and this is not uh this is not you know dumb uh things that i'm talking about here this has all been proven scientifically you know another thing is the music the music industry uh, in guitar tuning or musical instrument tuning, uh, according to the, uh, the 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 group that does all the standards, the standards, you know, that frequency is one of those standards. But they do, you know, the calorie, they do temperature, they do all, everything else. The standards, uh, I think it's a standards board or whatever. They moved the frequency of, of instruments. From 432 to 440 hertz, and if you look at the climatic um, structure of a 440 uh, hertz um, structure, then it's it's not harmonious. It it, ha- it does it's not a resonant frequency, and 432, if you just lower it down eight hertz, now you have a harmonic resonant frequency so you know your body uh works on frequency you know the uh, there's you know the frequency of the earth which is the schumann resonance you know our, our brains work on on the schumann uh resonance and so when the, Schum- the frequency of the earth you know gets crazy and i, I do look at the, the schumann resonance quite a bit because of this you know then you actually understand you know Sometimes you're walking around um, living your life and you, you feel just so much tension. It's like, what the heck's going on? You know, I'm a calm person. I've exercised today. I've passed all my nutrition. You know, I'm not doing drugs or I'm not on alcohol. I'm not hungover. Uh, why am I feeling this tension? You know, it's in the air. It's, it's, it's in this ether. You know, and I believe the powers that be, they know exactly what they're doing. Why would they have moved 
the standard frequency from 432 to 440. It's because it's not resonant with the body and it agitates you, you know, and uh, of course music is a whole nother uh, part of this, you know, listening to hard rock, whatever, uh, listening to classical music, the classical music and Beethoven, Mozart, all these guys, they knew this. In fact, you know what they call the 432 frequencies? They call it symphonic frequency. Pianos, uh, you know, a uh, piano is tuned, a symphonic piano is tuned to 432 hertz. You know, all their, all their instruments, the cello, the violin, uh, the bass, you know, the, the guitar, they're all tuned to, four, in, a, in a symphony, they're all tuned to 432 uh, degrees, so, or I mean hertz. But yeah, the, in what you were saying earlier, there has been, uh, I believe, you know, what, uh, I wouldn't say a conspiracy, but whatever they're doing, they know that these frequencies agitate us. And I think in a, in a, in a longer term, you know, they could cause you, you know, da- bodily damage, you know, your mind, to agitate your mind, to agitate your heart. Your, you know, your, bar- your, your heart beats at a frequency. You know, everything is... is like tied to it, so I, yeah, I completely, completely agree with you. There's absolutely something fierce. I thought, I mean, I just when I saw that, I was just like, oh wow, that makes kind of sense. Like, why, you know, why, if, you know, it, and at the time, it's like, oh, it brings you closer to God, or you know, and and in in a sense, like, uh, you know, whatever your belief structure is or whatever, it it really is because it, you you're you're becoming more um, like. Godlike, you know, when when you're when you have that frequency, like your 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 energy, your chi is kind of uh, cleansed, if if you will, or whatever, and you're on the same wavelength as your as your partner or your partners next to you, your your congregation and stuff like that. So it's been proven where when when people are, are in groups and they're praying or they have like a common goal, you know, they can they can um, uh, they feel good, they feel happy, they feel at ease, they feel um, that fellowship, whatever, whatever you want to call it, that community, um, when like-minded people are, are working towards a, a similar goal, you know what I mean? And I think if you're, if you're doing that, and even if um, the conspiracy is, and, and it, it goes both ways, is that either it was drawing in energy or it was taking energy from the congregation. So it can, I've seen it both ways, like on the, on the internet threads, you know what I mean? But uh, I, I think there's something to that, right? And if you go into like, um, you know, uh, into the shamans or into like the uh, the monks in the, um, you know, in the mountains and stuff like that, uh, and, you know, the Dalai Lama, they always talk about frequency. They always talk about har- harmonic, uh, uh, you know, um, tones. And, you know, if they have their their bowls and their their tuning bowls and stuff like that where they get they meditate to it. They get on that frequency in their mind and they, and they do. So I think when I saw that cathedral, I'm like, wow, that makes sense. Right. And if you look at like some of the spires and you look at some of like the architecture and the outside and the windows and, and the thing like, yeah, that, that couldn't create, um, or, you know, just harness a holy experience to these people. Uh, and, and whatever, like I said, like we're, we're, we're equal opportunists here. Like whatever your belief structure is, like we don't poo poo on any of that. You know what I mean? I think it's, I personally think it's all the same. I think we're all trying to collectively get to that higher level where, where, you know, whether that's God, whether that's universe, whether that's, you know, uh, the collective being of, of humanity or whatever. And I think, I just thought it was really interesting when I saw that. And, and when I saw that it kind of looked like, uh, 
you know, some of the spires look like microchips or if, if you turned it inside out, if you took a certain frequency and you looked at it, um, cause it's the 3d frequency, right? So it's like, it's almost like a, like a donut almost with the way that the, with the, the way that the sound orbs come out. And if you look at it from the side profile, it looked exactly geometrically like those spires in certain instances and, and stuff like that. So I thought it was super interesting, you know, being, uh, you know, I, I am a Freemason and when, like seeing stuff like that. Um, and, you know, it's, it's all about geometry and stuff like that. When, when, when you're, you're in the lodge and you're talking, you know, uh, philosophy or, or, you know, uh, studying the history of that, or it, it, it all kind of ties, ties to that. So I, I, you know, I can make that leap um, when I see stuff like that and I see like those, those harmonic frequencies and then they directly, you know, l look like the spires. Like I, I, I can make that leap and say, okay, like maybe, maybe these guys knew a little bit more than I know, you know what I mean? When they were, when they were building these things and th there was a functional purpose to this. It wasn't just pretty, you know, and that's, that's kind of what I, what I thought when I saw this. So, but yeah. That's a great point. You know, the, uh, the toroidal fields, the ones you were talking about, if you look at magnets now, you know, they can, there's so many uh, people that are, are doing uh, exper experiments now just trying to show a tor a torus fields. And of course, you know, uh, if you think about yourself, we are magnetic creatures because we have, um, you know, magnetism, charisma. There's some people that have more than others, but getting back to the structures that you were talking about, yeah, absolutely. These, these structures, they build them with purpose. They built them to concentrate this energy and it, you can just feel it. I mean, if you, you ever walked, you know, you ever been to Mexico, gone to a, a Mayan temple, you know, yeah. when, you, when you walk in there, you just like, wow. You know, if you walk into an old cathedral, I've been to cathedrals, you know, in, in, in old Europe and stuff and you walk in and you're just like, man, you, you're just like, it, 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 it could, you know, they say it's, Healing. It could heal you, your body because there's so much uh, harmonious energy there, and, and they, I believe, they obviously they built them on purpose. They need it. It, it. It's in the geographic correct spot. It's not a ley line or one that crosses another ley line. And then they built the structure to accentuate it. You know, and you know, for us, for human being, we are human. Uh, we are human, but we are magnetic uh, creatures. I mean. Our heart is electric, and you know people have said, "Oh no, you're you're reaching." Well, if I'm reaching, then if you're having a heart attack, why do they charge up, you know, two electric things and put them on your chest? And what do they do? They discharge electricity to start your heart. Your heart is electric, and because mm -hmm. it's because it's electric, it creates, uh, you know, what you were talking about the or referring to earlier that the toroidal fields, you know, so you have, uh, you know, your torus field around your body. It's what enter, you know, people feel it like, you know, the, the vibe thing, uh, you know, oh, bad vibes, you know, that person will, that's because your mind works with your heart. I mean, when you, when your intent is bad and you're, and you're having nefarious thoughts or you're, you're trying to get over on somebody, then your magnetism shows it. You know, mm -hmm. of course you get around people that are, highly energetic, you know, you're like, man, this person, I really like them, you know, well, more than likely, and of course, this is all, uh, this is all my deduction, this is what I put together, because I know electricity from, from the Navy, and 
you know, we used to study batteries. You know, our, our bodies are, are essentially a battery. That's, that's what we're doing. We're putting things into it. I mean, you have, you know, acids, uh, you know, in your body, and, you know, in the bile that breaks down the, uh, the electrons. What's it doing? It's breaking down the meat, the fats. It's pulling the electrons out and, you know, using them in, in, in your, your kidneys, your heart, your, your liver, your spleen, into your blood. You know, to to create a uh, a, a perfect, you know, uh, I guess a perfect example of what what a human being should be. Of course, we poison ourselves with drugs and alcohol, and when you drink, you know, you're. And I, I was corrected by biochemists. I, I used to say that alcohol is an acid. No, it's not an acid. It's acidic. But it essentially, you know, what you're doing is you're changing the the pH. In your in your blood and your cerebral spinal fluid, which your brain is, is floating in, and that is when you get the buzz from drinking. That's what's happening. Your the CSF in your in your uh, brain that your brain is floating in. You know that your back goes all the way down your back. It's actually the spinal tap when they do that. That's what they're pulling out. They're pulling out the CSF, and it's one of the things they check to see. You know what the pH is when you're when you're sick, you know, it's one of the things that they, they go in and check. But your blood is also, um, you know, very, obviously has a tighter pH level that if your blood gets out of that pH level, then, you know, you're, you're going to become, I forget the word, but it's just like acidic, you know. This is where all the, the bad stuff happens. You get gout or, you know, you, you eat all, you know, too much sugar then, you know, you're actually poisoning your body. It's making it become more acidic and, and more in an alkaline state, which is, you know, what are, what are batteries? You know, alkaline batteries, right? Uh, that's, that's when your body works the healthiest. I could, I could go off on this for hours because, you know, my oh, mom... I'm loving it. No, I'm loving it. It's so interesting, dude. Yeah. Well, my mom made me a believer because, you know, she caught... Uh, type four diabetes, or not diabetes, type four cancer of a lymphoma of the liver. And this is very, we just talked about it the other day. She, you know, we just talked, we talked quite often. But she, it's been about four, 12 to 14 years ago now. And of course, uh, she saw one of her best friends have uh, died from chemo and radiation. And the woman died, her best friend died, you know, uh, pretty quickly. I want to say six, six to eight weeks, but it, my mom saw her deteriorate and was going to to the hospital. This was like you know, 20 years ago, 20, 30 years ago. And she said that she just knew that it was, that she deteriorated so quickly. It had to be from the chemo radiation. So when my mom got cancer, she said, I'm not going to do it. And so she told all the kids in my family, she told me last, and I freaked the F out. I was like, oh, my God, you're going to get, you know, you're going to do chemo radiation. And she's she said, no, I'm not. And I was like, mom, you know, you're going to die. And she said, you know what? This is why I told you last, because you're going to react this way. And I was, you know, she cut me to the quick. I stopped right there and I said, okay, you know, I love you. It's whatever I can do to help. So she ended up getting a naturopathic doctor and her cancer, she went and got a second opinion. And yes, she had absolutely had the cancer. And her first doctor recused herself when she told her, hey, I'm not going to do chemo radiation. I'm going to try to do it a natural way. And uh, so she was like, hey, you know, I, my mom was like, I still need a doctor. I need somebody to, te- you know, to, to keep track of the cancer to tell me if it's going to go away 
I'm going to do it this other way. And the lady said, no, if you're not doing chemo radiation, then I'm recusing myself. So she recused herself. She finally found a doctor that helped her. But the naturopath that actually helped her was a Chinese medicine individual. And he's in Victoria, Texas, and actually has offices in Houston. First thing he did was he explained to her the, the acid uh, base, uh, you know, alkalinity, acidity uh, difference in the body, and he cut her out of all of uh, sugar. You know, no, she couldn't even eat fruit. It had to be pure vegetables, and this was about for three, four months, and then they started allowing some fruits in, but uh, you know, no sugar drinks, no, and everything organic. And I'm happy to say. You know, my mom is still with us, and she's still here. That's amazing, dude. Yeah, she made me a believer in in it. And, you know, just it made so much sense when I actually sat back and started thinking about it on a chemistry level, uh, knowing what I knew from the service. You know, in batteries and the alkalinity, acidity, uh, you know, levels of in the pH and in the body, and then learning everything I did from this naturopathic doctor. Um, you know, it changed my my view completely on on medicine, and you know, of course, pharmaceuticals. That's a whole other thing. You know, the you know, we need to get thing. we need to get uh, Ed and, and Javi in the room together. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Javi, I I did have, and that's it's great great news about your mother, by the way. But one thing you mentioned earlier, and I want to kind of tie it back to since we're talking about the body, uh, you yeah. had mentioned something about. Uh, older buildings that have no bathrooms. And I, I think this is a fascinating idea and I, I'd like to get your your thoughts on it. You know, you think about like the the Palace of Versailles, for example, in France has hundreds and hundreds of rooms. They have this pretty advanced like waterfall system outside, but then there's no bathrooms. And we're just told they kind of just, you know, pooped in cans or threw it outside the window or whatever. Um, but you, you mentioned something about it. I just want to see like, what are your thoughts about why there was no bathrooms for on places there? You know, that is one of the, the wildest things when I'm, you're thinking about these old structures. You know, of course, you know, at this point in my life when I'm thinking about them, uh, you know, I've already, I've already bridged the gap. I'm, I'm not a skeptic. I understand these people had uh, super advanced technology, you know, going back to the mapping and all that. They were way ahead of us. So, you know, they're, they're building these structures and they're putting them in, I believe, in, in a in the, the exact coordinate or the, the exact magnetic location that that has power anyway. So if the structure wasn't there and you went to this place, it would have uh, energy, right? So then they're creating the structure to exacerbate or concentrate the energy, right? Well, first of all, why are they doing it? Um, we don't know, but... Uh, are they doing it for nefarious purposes? Are they doing it for, for you know, noble purposes to elevate people's uh, spirits, uh, minds, uh, you know, bodies, all of that? But when, when you maybe both, about, maybe maybe different schools of thought on that. You know, I'm just just yeah. to throw that out there. So sorry, then, sorry to interrupt. No, no, it's okay. So then I'm thinking uh, they obviously had, you know, lots of knowledge about the, the human body, also. So I'm thinking, how, how that? Why weren't there any bathrooms in these in these structures? And they're they're grand structures, you know, uh, stories tall. I mean, what did they do? How how are they? They had to have something that was was cleaning their impurities out of their their body and removing it somehow, you know. Because now, you know, we are, we have to go 
You know, you got to go take a piss. You got to go take a poop. You know, it's, it's a daily thing. You know, so I, I, I don't know, man. That one is, is it's mind-boggling. But they, they were doing something. They had to have been to have no, to have all these people living in, in a structure like that. And none of them have a freaking bathroom. You know, I don't know. That's, it's pretty mind-boggling. I've, I've thought about that one for, for a long time, and I can't bridge that, you know. I just, yeah. I just don't know. That's something that I've thought about too. And I'm, I'm don't, I'm not completely have my head wrapped around it, but I, I believe there's something more to either how they were disposing of waste or just diets in general. But it just like, there was like specifically like the pallets of Versailles, there was some sort of sewage system in place. Yeah. So something is just interesting to me. And another thing too, we're talking about the underground tunnels, how we just built up on places. And it's something Mike and I have discussed. Um, I'm, I'm in Chicago, so we have a pretty vast but secret underground tunnel system. And it's it's funny how they keep saying, oh, it was Capone and it was used for prohibition. But it goes back to the idea of how were they doing it when there was a city that was set up here and you're just you know putting it to the gangsters of Chicago. But then it's in cities all over the United States. But it's very uh, intriguing idea of how there's not really answers to that. You know, you can, there's, um, yeah, underground tunnels. Yeah. You can go like every state, Florida, Tennessee, Texas, and they all have their own little weird history. That's kind of forgotten, conveniently forgotten about, but there's not really any definitive sort of answer as to why they're there, who built them, what they're used for, but we certainly have them underneath our feet here. Yeah. So that, that, that's also something that really, okay, we have these underground, just to, just to, kind of focus it a little bit more we had these underground tunnels that's fine and there's like oh well they just were there in the past and it was the gangsters and stuff like that that hidden history portion of it is like where you don't see the schematics of how they built them uh in in certain places like that's what raises questions for me you know what i mean and i could be just totally like i'm just not in that field and i don't have access to those schematics or whatever but but at least the history of it you know of what what they were used for if if they were burrowing under the ground they don't even have a reasoning or or uh, an answer for what they were actually used for, you know, and that, that's just kind of more and more. I'm seeing that as I as I'm doing the show actually about the underground stuff. So I don't know. It's just interesting to me. I think you're making a great point, unequivocally, without a doubt. Uh, there, we are living in a time where the, our history has been changed or hidden from us, and you know, about circling back to the Tartaria thing. There's tidbits of information that slip through the 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 obstruction or the destruction of, of, of the true history because they can't destroy every every map that's ever been out there they try to with the you know all of the knowledge that burned at the at the library of alexandria you know people you know they lose their minds over it not you know i kind of do too because i mean it was obviously done you know, to hold the human race down or to control the human race. Uh, and doing it through our history, but, you know, there's tidbits of information, like I said, that, that slip through these maps. You know, if you look at now, I mean, you can actually go find uh, old antique globes around, and there's a whole bunch of them. But if you look on them, and you've probably seen TikToks and, and, and Instagram, you know, reels or, or whatever on them, people find these maps. And they show Tartaria, you know, they show, they show, um, Atlantis, 
They show, you know, other land structures that are not around, you know. And, of course, Antarctica is another one. You know, they say that, that the Earth we're living on, it could be, you know, 10 times the size that we think, and we're living inside, you know, the ice wall. You know, the, the map uh, that, that I always think about shows, you know, the, the ice wall on the outside. And, of course, it's got all the continents that we know of. And, of course, how come you can't go to Antarctica? You know, why are they keeping us from there? You know, it's, it, it opens up more questions than I think people uh, like to deal with. Because once you get an answer to one, you know, now you've got, you know, 100 other issues. I mean, it's probably one of the reasons I'm divorced now. My ex-wife, she used to tell me, stop. You know, she would tell me, stop. Stop. Why are you doing this? And, I, you know, I... I the only thing I could answer was, I can't, I can't stop. I can't stop thinking, you know, I have a question. I'm innately, God made me this way to, to be questioning things. Now, a lot of these things, this is the first time that I'm actually talking about, especially on an open forum, because, you know, I've, I've many years ago, I got over the, the fact that people, I knew people weren't going to, because I tried, I, I would talk to people about it. Oh, you're crazy. You know, the, the flat earth thing, you know, being a, a surveyor, I, you know, I had a lot of my colleagues that, that were like, are you really, are you really thinking about this? Well, you know what? It's scientific. It's probably one of the oldest psyops in, in our history, you know, because it's, it's spoken about in the Bible, you know, I mean, there, but why did I do it? I mean, I don't believe that the earth is flat. I'll just straight, straight out say it. There has, there isn't a curvature and, you know, I talked to my college professor about it and he said he said Javier said look at your data you've done surveying you know I've done surveying out in West Texas a 300 mile project on a highway and I measured curvature I measured it and so that's what I always go back to scientifically we went out out there and it took us you know three months we did over 300 miles of, of high I-10 you know, before you get to El Paso, and we surveyed it, and I measured curvature. So that's what I always go back to. I'm like, measure it. It's there. It's there. It's there. Stop. You know. Stop. So I mean, so but th- that doesn't change the fact that maybe that it's it's larger or there, there's something like there's theories on that as well, where it's like there's hollow Earth or like I've heard I've recently heard the ice wall theory, and that there's like different ice walls, like it's even larger than what like to get weird with it, guys, like. Like we're in this and this is like this little, you know, bubble. And then there's the ice wall that, you know, holds the curvature of our world as we know it. And then it curves out even more. And there's, there's uh, like a ring of, you know, uh, I I mean, they they even, uh, what's the author of uh, Lord of the Rings or whatever, the uh, token. Yeah. Yeah, Token. Yeah. So, there's even theories that say like, like that token had inside knowledge and that there's outer rims, you know, to, to that as well. And, you know, like the, the, there are people that tie that into that as well, you know? Um, and uh, I just think it's, uh, I, I just, it's so fascinating to me. You know what I mean? So like, I think when people are like, Oh, you're crazy. You're crazy. It's like, like you said, Javi, it's like, why, why can't you question stuff like this? Why can't you question the mainstream narrative and stuff like that? I mean, God knows, We've seen in the past, I would say, 20 years just with the, you know, the genies out of the bottle guys with the Internet, you know, stuff like that. Um, 
you've seen so many stuff that so much stuff that's been like, oh yeah, well this is what we were told and this is what actually happened. And so why not bring that to a larger scale, you know? And, and if you're wrong, you're wrong. And like you're, you have a scientific mind and you, I, I think you would be able to be like, okay, well that, that's been debunked, you know, or whatever. And like you said, like you keep on coming back to like, oh, it has a curvature and stuff like that. Like it's, I, I just think why not ask these questions? Why not, why not live in the world of uh, what some consider fantasy or, you know, conspiracy or whatever, but also do it through the, through the lens of like trying to discover truth. You know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. So I don't know, just you're, you know, I'm a hollow earth guy personally. I, the more, more, more you read about that. And there's, there's something about that too. You know, they say yeah. that the, the aliens aren't actually, you know, from outer space. They're living in inner earth. I've heard that too. But I didn't, I did want to talk about one thing that I heard more Absolutely. recently. Yeah. Uh, this has probably been within, you know, six months or a year is the, the moon, the, the reflection of uh, the earth on the moon, uh, because, you know, well, the, the, the sun and the moon, okay, the sun emits uh, radiation, you know, that's why they call it masculine moon absorbs, because it only reflects the light that you see from the moon is reflective light, it's not created in the moon, right, so uh, the, the moon, you know, goes around uh, the earth, and we are, and with the same face, uh, you know, it does not rotate, right, so so there, I just heard it recently that there's actually a reflection of the continents of the, of the land masses on the earth on the moon. And I, I was trying to get into it a little bit, but, you know, I'm extremely busy with, with my life and I can't, I don't, sometimes I'll, I'll follow the, the rabbit, the rabbit hole, you know, down, down the hole for a while. And then, you know, so this one I've come back to and I haven't really finished studying it, but in there, the, the theory is that the continents that we have now that, you know, of, of our modern world, you know, is in there. The reflection is in there, on, on there. You can, you know, they have it, like, highlighted out. This is North America, South America, you know, this Europe, all of that. Uh, but then when you look at it, uh, I guess it shows the ice wall, too. And then it shows, like, land masses that are just, and it, it blew me away because I know that, you know, the, the theory right now that Antarctica is, is surrounds us. It's not the South Pole, you know, it's, it surrounds us. And I looked at it, and of course, the, the maps, there is actually, there are maps out there that show it like that. You know, the, I believe the United Nations flag is, is that map. You know, the, I, I the saw that as well, and that I heard that theory as well, yeah. Right, so, you know, it just kind of like, I don't know, it just sparked an interest in me right away. Okay, well, I've already heard this, you know, maybe there we're only living in a portion of, of our existence here is only in this little portion. And this is where they're confining us to. And, you know, then you see the, uh, the Masonic art and stuff where they show, they show the, the dome that's over it. And of course they show like a person, like a magician or something, you know, peeking through the dome on the other side. It's kind of like that movie with Jim Carrey, you know, when he, when he got on a sailboat. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, the, it, the Truman Show. The Truman Show. Yeah, Truman right. Show. So he goes, he goes as far as he can. And, of course, they're, they're doing all these things that we're talking about. They're manipulating weather. They're, you know, causing all this stuff to happen. And then he gets to, finally gets to the end, and he hits, he hits the wall. And it's like, wow. You know? It, so, I don't know. 
if it's true. I'm just, you know, connecting a lot of dots. And I always, I always have the question, there's definitely something here that we don't know about. If the earth is flat, or I don't think it is, I think there's, there's curvature. Uh, but, you know, perhaps it's much larger. The earth is much larger than, than we think it is. It's like we're just in a little, little small portion, and that's why it seems flat, right? Because when you take a, you take a ball like that, and if it's a large ball, well, the plane on, on that portion of that, that ball is going to seem like it ha- is, it's much more flat, you know, than a small ball. Small balls sure. can have, you know, this is, this is really the basis of, of coordinate, uh, coordinate projections that we do in mapping. You know, that's what they do. They're taking a, uh, the face of what's on a, on a ball, and then they're, they're putting it in a cone, like in a, in a conic cone, and then they're flattening it out. Now we can do it much easier with computers. Before, they used to have to do it by hand. And that's another thing that blows me back to the maps. It blows me away about these ancient, you know, these older cartographers that were around, you know, Mercator and, and uh, these, you know, these guys, Magellan, you know, how the freak did they do it? They were doing high-level math without the use of, of modern computers like we have now, allegedly. And, then, and that's, what, that's what rises that raises the question for you as well? Yes. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, how did they sure. do it? I mean, they made all these maps back, you know, back in the day, and they're, and we're still, they're still using on the transverse Mercator map. And, you know, it's one of the maps that's used for navigation still today. To this very yeah, day. Wild. You know, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. It's a trip. Really, all of it. You know, but I'll never stop a- asking questions. I learn more as I go every day, and I, I stay. You know, I don't. I only know a little tidbit. I know there's people that, that have so much more knowledge. I did want to bring up one one individual that that has really taught me a lot. Uh, just listening to his podcast and, and his uh, YouTube shows. His name is Jay Widener, and he's he's actually a film uh, maker. And uh, you know, I learned about. Uh, Falconelli through him, and he Falconelli was, uh, you know, goes into Tartaria and uh, uh, communicates a lot about the the cathedrals around the world. He's got a book about the cathedrals all around the world, you know, just, and explaining some of the things, you know, some of the ideas that I brought up today were were from Jay Widener, but they come specifically from Falconelli, um, which is an ancient, you know. Uh, writer and they don't know who he is you know there's there's all these stories about these individuals that have come or lapsed through our our history uh, that you know supposedly they could be immortal you know we don't know he doesn't know i mean that they they disappear they know 10 languages they leave the earth with lots of knowledge and books and then they disappear and then they come back uh, but he falconelli was one of those individuals you know uh, and you know, I should definitely just recommend you know uh, looking up his YouTube page, Jay Jay Widener. He's, he's I'll check it out for sure. Thanks, man, for the heads up. Yeah. Well, I think I mean I think that wraps up this uh, episode. Uh, I mean, Lana, you got anything to add before we plug all of our stuff? And yeah, uh, yeah I just. You know, I want to thank you for this. I, I've been wanting to, ever since we did our last Tartaria episode or our first Tartaria episode, I think as soon as 
we recorded that content, I dug in so much deeper. I was like, man, we got to go back because there's like threads are starting to connect and I'm, this is a rabbit hole that I'm like in the trenches with. So I've been wanting to, yeah, you know, connect with someone who has some further sort of background in this, get their own thoughts on a lot of this information here. So it was a, uh, it was been a fun trip to, to go back down Tartaria and, uh, you know, I'm going to know something real quick, sorry to cut you off there, but you know, it's more and more as I go through it, I'm, I think I'm where you're at, where it's just like, okay, like, yeah, there's, I don't know the extent of it, but I think there is definitely a hidden history, you know, more so than I was. I was kind of a skeptic on the first one and, and just more and more as we go through this, there's just so many questions that I have. I'll leave it at that. I have a lot of questions of how and why we're not getting answers to certain things. So I think it's, I think it's a good, uh, good I think it's a good thing. I think, you know, question everything. So I just want to thank you, Javi. I, I, I appreciate you, man. You're my brother. Uh, you, you're, you're a cool dude. I, I, I'm so glad I met you. I'm so glad you're on the show. And uh, yeah, man, thank you for, you know, your, your uh, in-depth, um, you know, perception and, and opinion. And, and, uh, and, and I, 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 I really appreciate it. And I think there's a lot to think about with, with what you broke down for us today. Well, gentlemen, I, I thank you so much for having me on. You know, I typically, like I said earlier in the last you know, 10 years, for sure, I don't really talk about it as much anymore now. I sit back and I just observe it because I've already, I tried when I first got into this, you know, years, years ago. It, just, it made me crazy trying to prove and, you know, con- uh, arguing people with, about chemtrails. But now, now it's actually come out as true. And I'd use it for modification, you know, whatever. You, got, you know, people would argue with me over dumb things. Well, you know, you see something you know, you have to question it. I do. I mean, I question it for myself that, you know, I'm, you can't tell me how to think. I'm an analytical thinker. I can think for myself. You know, it's the same reason I didn't get vaxxed. You know, when that came around, you know, I work by myself, you know, uh, I, I'm not, I don't go to an office and I tell myself, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get the vaccine. I'm just, I don't need to, I'm not around other people. So, you know, and I got, I got harassed so much, you know, even by family about that, that, you know, I stood my ground. I'm glad I did it. And I'm still kind of doing that, but I keep myself about uh, so many things and I'm just, but I'm, I'm still here just questioning things. So I just want to say thank you so much for inviting me on, you know, I, I humbly you know, appreciate everything that uh, you guys have done, you know, your other shows, uh, I watched them all. You know, you got some great shows and, you know, keep, keep plugging away and, and trying to appreciate you know, that. Man. We're trying, you know, yeah. Yeah, really, really appreciate that, dude. Uh, yeah, uh, so, I mean, you can follow us over at The Theory of Conspiracy on Instagram. We have the YouTube page. Uh, make sure you hit that follow button, guys. Uh, it does help us uh, push out the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, primarily, we, we are really focusing on the Spotify. So if you have a Spotify, please hit the follow. Uh, Apple Pod, Amazon Music, all that stuff. Uh, Rolando, uh, I always like to say, you know, have a healthy distrust. Um, any last words here? Yeah, uh, just one last plug uh, for a preview of our, of our upcoming episode. We are going to be revisiting Euro Tripped, talking about strange European stories. We're going to be talking about the Pied Piper of Hamelin, right? The Pied Piper myth that may be true. So if you liked Hardery, there's going to be some 
overlap there because did you know that the story of Pied Piper mentions Tartaria and that it also deals with frequency and, and controlling people's minds so uh, prepare for that trip there but yeah my departing words are you know keep listening and stay weird everybody <laughs> <laughs>